Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Caregiving Gen X Style. I am Steve Mullen. And I'm Jennifer Mullen. You know, Jennifer and I love to talk to each other. We've been doing it for a long, 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 <laughs> long, say, long time. Most of the time we love to talk to each other. Yeah, most of the time. But <laughs> without you, our listeners, that's all we'd be doing right at the second. Just basically talking to each other. In this episode, we are applauding our listeners by reading feedback via email, text, and voicemail. This is our listener feedback episode. Which is really exciting. Very it, exciting. We Right? We actually have we listeners actually have who listeners are giving us feedback. feedback and yes. it's not just like family so and happy. loved ones. Exactly. Yeah, it's awesome. But first, Jennifer, how is your mom? My mom is doing, doing well. Very well. I've been saying that a lot lately, and I am, and I'm so happy about it. Uh, we actually just celebrated her 84th birthday. Yay, Goggy! 84th birthday. Like I can't even believe it when I say it out loud. It sounds crazy, but amazing. So I hosted a brunch over here. Both of our lovely offspring were able to come home. For the weekend. I was not able to be here, but we'll get to that in a moment. You, We'll get to that in a moment. But um, yep. And my, my brother who lives locally and his husband. And we had an awesome celebration. Uh, had, the, had the dining room where we sit and do our podcast. The equipment had to be moved for the day. Had a lovely table set up. Had little fairy lights on the table. It was very cheery. Uh, yeah, it was so great to celebrate the day with her. And I was noticing... She just looked really, really good on her birthday. Like, I think she, too, was feeling very proud and happy. 84 is quite an accomplishment. Yeah, it so is. It, it was fantastic. Is. So, yeah, speaking of getting to some of the things that you said we were going to get to, Steve, how is your mom? So I teased this on the uh, on the Facebook page. And uh, if you haven't seen it, here's basically what happened. I didn't give a whole lot of details because it would have been a very long post that I didn't want to do. But you know, almost two weeks ago now. Uh, I got a call from her assisted living at 1.45 in the morning, and they were saying that they were sending her to the hospital. And of course, I flung clothes on and made record speed to get over there. I swear, I think it took me five minutes. It normally takes me yeah. 15. It's never good when the phone rings in the middle of the no, night like that. No. So I got to the ER. I'm going to try to keep this short because it could be a very long story if I tell everything. But basically, uh, they determined she had a gastric bleed. And it had gotten kind of bad. And at one point in the ER, it got really bad to the point where they are they had to give her two units of blood that's a lot of blood she had lost a lot of blood and we almost lost her in and the emergency plasma. room but they, they also her gave plasma. her a unit of plasma and we almost lost her in the emergency room she had a, a big bleeder and she just went blank her whole mind went blank and, and she wasn't with us anymore briefly i don't think she died briefly but i think lack of blood she wasn't thinking well, at all. that and who, I mean, it was probably pretty painful. And they say, right, that's part of what your body does, too, to help shut down I, yeah, if you I have guess. that much pain. Just but kind of disengage it, from it. Yeah, when it happened, they said, oh, we need to clean her up a little bit and readjust some things. And I stepped out of the room and then I heard her screaming. And that's when there was a gusher of blood. And I walked in there and she was just her eyes were wide. And she's I, just saying, I, 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 I don't know. 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 And they were trying to bring her back. She came back. They immediately got blood into her within 10 or 15 seconds she came back to earth and anyway they took her up to the icu they gave her an endoscopy they thought that they fixed the bleeder and 
Turns out they didn't. Uh, it did take a day and a half. They have to uh, intubate you for an endoscopy. It took a day and a half for them to extubate her because her heart condition was acting up. So they didn't want to stress her too much. Finally, they extubated her and then they determined she was still bleeding. They had to do another procedure. That was really the day we were actually starting to talk about hospice. And uh, that was a scary, scary day. They basically at one point said, there's nothing else we can do unless you want this surgery, which might kill her. Yeah. Uh, and we determined we didn't because it was just, it's just a brutal surgery. Well, right. At ages, you know, your, your 83. mom's 83, my mom's 84. I mean, it, extensive surgeries like that. Even if she had made it, her quality of life would have been very, very low yeah. afterwards. So yeah. we determined not to do that. And they were saying, well, there's, there's really nothing else we can do. Let's talk about palliative care. Let's talk about hospice. And then the ICU doctor got a call from radiology saying, we found where the bleeding was happened in the CAT scan. We can get to it through her vein. And so they went up through her vein and put this little twisty thing on it. That seemed to take care of it. And after that, her blood count went up every single day. She was in the hospital. She was in the ICU for four days. She was in step down for four days. And now she's back in her assisted living. She's a little weaker, but she's doing well. She is one seriously strong woman. Yeah. I mean, it feels a little miraculous that she's recovered as she has and really does relatively speaking in relatively short order. Yeah, it really is amazing. Like I said, we were having long, serious talks. Uh, You know, we she didn't have a DNR in place. We put that in place while she was in the hospital. And we're going to talk about those uh, down the road. They're really important if you don't want to put your loved one through a lot. Well, and. The scary thing about that was you thought there was one in place. I did. I did. We had signed one uh, at a previous hospital stay. And as it turns out, it was only for that hospital stay. I thought I thought we were taken care of. And I, you know, the doctor was doing her rounds and she said, we have a full code 83 year old woman. And I said, wait a minute, what? (laughs) And then we covered that later. And it's it's actually if if you feel like a DNR is something you want, it actually is relatively simple to do while you're at the hospital. So. We'll talk about those down the road. But the good news, like I said, she's back at assisted living. She's doing really well, complaining as ever, and uh, and things are good. That's that's how you know when she's starting to feel better. <laughs> she's complaining more. Because, yeah, you came home a couple days and we're like, oh, oh actually, I think I was getting texts, actually, yes. <laughs> while you were there. She is driving me up the <laughs> Crazy. wall. Yeah. Yeah. That's always a good sign. <laughs> All right. So that's the story. Uh, I did, by the way, get so many new how's your mom stories oh i, I can't wait to tell some of you're these. just going to be able to sprinkle them out for the next oh, several really, episodes several episodes i think i got enough for a year <laughs> oh my gosh i've got so much all right we're going to move on so as we mentioned earlier we are using this episode to applaud some of the great listener feedback we've received recently our first feedback is a text from a listener we call quote unquote brad <laughs> quote unquote brad and it drives jennifer crazy when well, i do that for those of you who have listened to that episode, Steve felt like we already said we weren't going to use his real name. He didn't give us his real name. Or he, That's he didn't, what it was. He, right. He didn't give us his real name. So you made up a name. Yes, Brad. Yeah, quote unquote but, Brad. But then every single time you said his name, you had to say like, quote unquote Brad. I'm and, like, you know, we have already said that we're going to call him Brad. You don't have to do quote unquote every time. Right. And once I realized it annoyed you, I continued to do it. Right. So we're probably going to say quote unquote Brad multiple oh, times. a few times. Over yeah, the yeah, at yeah. least. Okay, so well. you might remember him. Uh, the episode was early this year, 2020. 
four. He contacted us to ask our opinion on whether he should take his mother on a tour of the nursing home he selected for her. We discussed his question, and we said he absolutely should take her, but be prepared in case she doesn't like it. I reached out to quote-unquote Brad for an update on how it went, and it sounds like it didn't go so good. Here's what he said. Jennifer's going to read it. All right. He said, I don't have a good update. We were never able to tour the facility before she went. Any mention of the nursing home made her exceptionally angry. I ended up placing her on December 5th. She has a lot of anger towards me, which I think has caused her to create a variety of narratives in her head regarding her placement in the nursing facility. It's like fighting ghosts trying to defend myself. Thank you for your podcast. It has genuinely helped. So, thanks for the update, Brad. Yeah, that's a, it's not good. It's it's a tough one. I mean, we all know we're going to get older. Mm-hmm. We all know that there's, it's unavoidable. Well, it is avoidable. The alternative isn't so well, hot. Well, the alternative is not great, and if you, and if you live to a certain age, but if you need a little extra care, I, you know, I hope and pray that if and when I get to that point, that I will understand that that is the better alternative and not be so cranky with either of our beloved offspring if that's what they choose to do with us. If you ask me now, put the grippy socks on me and let me play bingo all day. It sounds pretty good. (laughs) You actually probably would be fine. (laughs) As long as I have a good TV subscription where I can get my sports and I have good internet. No, and I'm sure you'd have a a thriving social life. Oh, sure. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yep. So anyway, Brad, we're sorry to hear that. Hope things get better as we go forward. So our next listener feedback comes from Aubrey, which is actually her real name so far as we know, unlike quote unquote Brad. Brad. Aubrey wrote us an email with a ton of great information. So here are some excerpts. Okay. So it started out. I am so glad I found your podcast. I've listened to every episode. Aubrey, we love you. I binged them in the last few months. I wish I had it sooner so as not to feel so alone in the process. Yeah. Well, we love to hear that. Yes. And that's exactly really, I mean, that's why well, we're doing this. let's see, we're doing it in, for starters because it's been very cathartic for us. Yes. But also our hope is, to, you know, I think we've talked about this before. We all have slightly different situations with the care of our Sometimes loved ones. Sometimes very different or, situations. Right. Except that the the common thread is it's a it's a challenge for any of us who are who are in a position to help care for someone. So we're all in this together. Even if even if our journeys look a little bit different, we're glad that we can provide some comfort, maybe even a few laughs every now yep. and then. And yeah, yeah. Yep. So that's good. So we appreciate that, Aubrey. So she continued. Yeah, I am a forty five year old, which I think makes her. Just, I think, either a very young Gen Xer or a very old millennial, one or the other. Anyway, that's unimportant. 45-year-old only child who took care of her father in hospice before he passed away from pancreatic cancer in 2016. Now I'm taking care of my mother, who recently moved from a sniff after falling and breaking her hip. She moved from assisted living and then to memory care. It's been quite the journey, and I know it's only the beginning. Mm, yeah, that is that's a that's a lot. That is a journey, definitely. So she also gave us a "How's your mom?" Yay. So so here's what she said: "How's your mom? I'm glad you asked. She's doing much better now that she is settling into memory care. I was told that it takes at least two to four weeks for your loved one to get used to the staff and the staff to learn all your loved one's quirks and." I think that's probably 
I will Ooh, jump right in on. two to four weeks. Actually, uh, it takes longer. Than you that. think it takes it longer? Takes lo- okay, I mean, I maybe. know I've heard, you know, adjusting to that being your life, your home from now on six weeks, three months, six months, a year. Everyone is different. Really with my mother, I think it took almost a year before she finally looked at me and said, you know, this is home now. Well, but I think what Aubrey is saying, though, is for this staff members to understand some of the quirks, not so much for her mom to settle in and feel like it's home, but like the staff members and two to four, two to four weeks sounds about right to me. And that's that, by the way, is given that there's not a ton of turnover in staff, which we know that can be, that can definitely be a situation in, in these types of facilities. But if you're lucky enough to sort of have consistent staff, Two to four weeks sounds about right to me. Yeah, I think my mother would tell you uh, it takes her two to four weeks to get someone trained. Yes. (laughs) She's constantly saying we have these new CNAs and I have to train a new one again. Yep. So finally, Aubrey gave us a few tips, which we love to get. Tip number one, I work in medicine and feel confident in saying that when you take your loved one to the ER, please give the staff a complete medical rundown. Some seem to think that if you bring your loved one into the ER, that they have time to review their chart while they are treating them. They don't, obviously. They are extremely busy, and you being able to tell them all the details and medications is very helpful in triage. Yeah, it really is. And I, I cannot remember if we've, uh, if I've mentioned this at all before, but my brother and I have, my mom has it at home, and then my brother and I have a, we share a note on our phone and mm-hmm. notes mm-hmm. app where we've got all of Goggy's current medications. That's a good one. It, it might be a little out of date actually. Now that I'm sitting here saying it, we probably need to get in and update it. But mom's physical list that she has at home is is up to date. And it's great. And mom's great about it. She will I took her for a doctor's appointment, I guess last week, just a regular checkup and she remembered to grab the sheet of paper and she tucked it in her purse. And so then when we were talking with her her doctor you know, we were able to pull it out and easy reference and it's all there, what she takes at night, what she takes, you know, in the morning and what the dosages are. So highly recommend that if you have someone in your life that you are caring for who is on a lot of medication, great idea to keep an updated list that you have handy, you know, at all times. Absolutely. All times. If they are in a facility like an assisted living, most of the time, if they have to send them to the hospital, they will quickly print that out and send it with them. So that's a, it's a huge benefit (laughs) uh, that you don't have to keep track of that stuff. Another hack from Aubrey. She says, another hack I've been using is documenting daily. I take a brief note of the day and keep track of the journey. And then I never have to recall dates or events when it's a stressful situation. I love this. This is a great idea. It is a great idea. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's difficult to remember sometimes from day to day, even what day it is. So it is. I mean, even something as monumental as, for instance, Goggy uh, slipping to the floor. Right. Can you remember what day it was last time she did that? Yeah. It was just. I, I mean, it was a couple of weeks ago, but I can't remember. So something like that, it would be a good idea because if she goes to the doctor, they may want to say. When was the last time she fell? Yeah, and actually, that just came up at my mom's most recent uh, doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. And enough time had passed, not a ton, but two weeks or, or maybe a little bit less. And to be honest with you, I actually had already kind of forgotten about it. I mean, she had pulled her medical alert button, and it, and it all ended up fine. Steve, you went over to... Uh- Yes. make sure everything was okay the EMT Except I got stuck in traffic on the way over there well right right and the EMTs had come and gone and in the end it was you know, right it was all fine but the point is just a couple of weeks later I almost forgot to even mention it 
to her mm-hmm. to her doctor. Um, and it came in really handy because we were also asking for some PT and OT to be prescribed for Gagi to have, you know, in home. Right. And as soon as the doctor heard that, oh, she recently had a fall. PT and OT. PT and OT. You got it. Yep. So, yeah, yep. definitely. Verification keeping, reason for doing it. Yes. Uh, it's just, it's difficult to remember those things. And especially like if it's nothing, I mean, it wasn't a super serious no. fall. And let's face it, Gagi occasionally slips to the floor. And it, 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 it happens. It, up, up until now, well, with one exception, it's always been just a slow slide to the yeah. floor. She lands on her bottom and she doesn't get hurt. Right, right. So but, we, we, we tend to, there's been enough of them where we tend to think, okay, it happened again. Yeah. But yeah, I keep, I think keeping a journal on this stuff would really be a good yeah, idea. It's a great idea. So final tip from Aubrey. One of my greatest assets has been my mom's medical social worker that he, she got through her sniff. You can ask Medicare or to have one assigned to you after a hospital visit as well. And this is absolutely, we love medical social yeah. workers. We had, yeah. Robin on uh, for for an episode last year, and I, I think we need to have her come back on. I have a couple of topics I'd love to talk to her about. Yeah, I think I think that would be great. And actually, we have a very close friend who's dealing with her dad right now, and her her dad is out of state, and they're trying to he's a whole host of issues. And she and her sister are trying to figure out, you know, once he gets out of the rehab and getting him home, and. You know, they've got a lot of questions, and I think uh, they need, like, a medical social worker probably to help with some of that. And then we have another really good friend. Which I had intended to bring this up later just to kind of shoot some love her way. Yes. My college roommate, she was in our wedding. She was one of Jennifer's bridesmaids. We love her so much. We always have. She's going through it right now. Yeah. In a big, big way with yeah. her mother. and. I've seen some posts on Facebook where she just seems like she's at the end of her rope. And yeah. I think she absolutely is at the end of yeah. her rope, gripping why one little piece of string. And I messaged with her back and forth and I suggested a medical yeah. social worker. And I hope she gets in touch with Owen because well, I think it would help a lot. Right. And I think she's been so, this can happen, right? You get so immersed in what you have right in front of your face and mm-hmm. what you have to do that it can be very difficult to even think through, oh, there might be services or options out there for me that, that you know, I might be able to access to help me out. I think a friend, Christy, just hasn't had time to stop and think no, about she's that. She's been dealing with the day-to-day stuff, I'm yeah. sure, yeah. and trying to keep her head above water. And she's kind of reached the point where something has to give. And, and that may be the answer, at least. I mean, there's a lot of services out there that we just probably don't know about. And hopefully, there'll be one of them that'll help her. Yep. So thanks to Aubrey for all of that great information. That was fantastic. Thank you for emailing us. So our next feedback comes in the form of a voicemail. We received this voicemail from Mike. Let's give this one a listen. Good morning, Steve and Jennifer. This is Mike. I just wanted to call. I'm out on my morning four-mile walk, and um, Gary's message brought a tear to my eye. It quickly turned to ice, but uh, nonetheless, it was uh, special, and um, I really enjoy the podcast. So. Anyway, good morning. You guys have a great day. See ya. Thank you, Mike, so much for leaving us a voicemail. So here's where where we have to be fully transparent. Mike is is a friend of ours. He's he's someone that we know. He is married to a coworker and and a good friend of mine, and he's also someone who, until fairly recently, was a caregiver 
Uh, unfortunately, he and his wife, my, my friend, they lost both of their parents. Um, she lost her father and he lost his mother on the same day. Yeah. Neither of them were doing well, but I don't think it, it, they would never imagine it would have happened on the same day. No, it was just, it was just really unbelievable. So we do have to say that uh, we are sending all of our good vibes, prayers, best thoughts we have out to both of you, uh, because it was something that, that didn't happen that long ago. And so we appreciate, we appreciate our friends who, who listen to the episode and um, love that um, hopefully we can, you know, like we said, provide some, we're in this with you too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe a little chuckle every now and, a little and bit then. Of entertainment. Um, so so what, what Mike was talking about was, by the way, he was listening to our family communications episode, which I believe was in 2023, second half of 2023. Couldn't give you the exact date. But during our recording session for that show, Goggy actually called Jennifer and left a voicemail for her. And then we decided to play it on the show. So if you haven't heard that episode, go back if you want to hear what Gaki sounds like. Yeah, and I don't remember exactly what she said, but I'm sure it was a I typical, think it was just very a good sweet, night, love you yeah, kind of thing. Love you, but you know, we had we had actually been talking about how, you know, as caregivers, right? You your phone can't be too far away, and you really don't. Mm-hmm. You can't ignore stuff. You just you can't ignore stuff. And when you see you know, your mom's name pop up on your phone, you pick it up because you just don't know. Absolutely. Um, Can I give a little a little side tip? Yeah, actually that. So I have my phone set at night to do not disturb. If you have an Apple phone, I'm sure you can do this on a Android phone as well. But on an Apple phone, there are different ways to set up do not disturb. I have mine set up where it won't make noises when there's a text it won't make noises from any of the other social media apps that i'm on or anything like that but every phone call gets through and i learned this one one time when my mother the emts were actually called to her assisted living in the middle of the night and at the time i had it set up where calls from my favorites list would all get through they called me on their own cell phone the emts did and it didn't get through And they were smart enough to then go and pick up my mother's phone and call me on that one. But otherwise, I I might not have known. Yeah, that was smart. I do try to, when calls come in and then I realize that it's something related to my mom, right? I I try to go and add those into my contacts for exactly that reason so that they start to happen. But anyway, thanks again, Uh, Mike and Joe. We love you guys. And and we love that you are definitely some of our most enthusiastic podcast listeners. In fact, my good friend Joe like keeps telling everybody about the podcast. And I swear it's why our numbers keep going up. So I think she should get like a referral commission or something. Well, well, we don't make any money from this. (laughs) Well, no, but she loves puzzles just as much as I Uh do. So there you go. It's just it's the continued puzzle trade there that, you go. that's the referral commission <laughs> so our final listener feedback for this episode comes from monica which as far as we know is also her real name here's a bit of what she said i found your podcast a couple of weeks ago my mother has been in rehab for a couple of months that's a long time and will be moving to assisted living soon during my drives to her house work and her rehab facility you have kept me company in my car oh we Aww. love that so much I do appreciate your stories, your humor, and guidance through this challenging journey. I feel so much less alone in this process and have incorporated many of your suggestions into my journey. Oh, Oh, that's just, Monica, thank you so much. It's, 
It really is. It's really heartwarming. It is. It makes it makes us happy because, again, like we said earlier, that's why we're doing this. Well, yeah. that and it's good for us brings, to get this stuff brings out. Brings a little tear to my eye. And if you know yeah. me, like I get uh, a little emotional about It really about doesn't stuff, take a so. whole lot. But <laughs> if a tear comes to my eye, that means it's serious. Monica also had a great piece of advice for us. And here's what she said. One thing that was helpful in my journey was a recommendation from a friend who told me about free agencies that will help you search for the best types and places for care. They provide evaluations, inspection reports, pricing, etc., and can even set up tours. Their services are free to you and they are paid by the facilities. I live in California, so things might be different where you are, but this was immensely helpful to me in the beginning, choosing, you know, when I was choosing a rehab facility. Because of their assistance, I was able to narrow down my choices to only those with a four to five star rating and found a great rehab. That's a great tip. So those agencies, I I don't know that I've heard about it for rehab. I'm, I'm sure they do that. But I've heard about it for assisted living for sure. We actually know somebody who works at one of those. And basically the way it works is you don't pay them. They get a commission if you move into the facility. Oh, right. I had to stop. I was like, do we know someone who does that now? Yeah. Now I'm remembering we do. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I I saw the look on your face and I figured I'd explain it later if I had to. But yeah, the, the, the company that's helping you, they get a commission. So, you know, you have to keep that in mind and you know, maybe they want to steer you toward the place that gives them the biggest commission. Your hope they don't do that. But the fact is they know, about all these places. And if you tell them what you're looking for, they will be able to steer you in the right way. And again, you're not paying them anything. Yeah, I gotta believe, I know I, know I can be a little naive and trusting. And I'm jaded. And I just wanna see the best in all people. But I gotta believe, if you're doing this this kind of work, you've gone into to wanting to do something like this, I, I would hope it's not all about the commission. And I would hope that it is truly about listening to your you know, client and what they need and what they want and mm-hmm. and truly steering them in the right direction. Yeah, so, but so it's and, not just California. They do have those. Uh, I would imagine any halfway decent sized city would have at least one company that does this yeah. for sure. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of steering to the right facility, interestingly, I was with Gagi earlier today. We actually, um, I'm going to end it with Gagi and I had a fantastic morning um, today. We went to the uh, art museum in the city where we live had a fantastic time but as we were driving home we drive right past the other facility that we toured for your mom if you if you listen to that episode it was the mansion the converted mansion and truly you know we're driving past it and my mom said to me she said isn't that isn't that the place you looked at for steve's mom and you know wow it's beautiful and it's you know it's big and it is it's, it is. It's it's gorgeous. I mean, it's in it's in the middle of this beautiful city that's you know very close by to where we are. But as I was driving by it, I I was reminded again. I'm like, it would not have been the right no. place for her. No, it wouldn't have been no. the right place and, for her. And believe me, I get plenty of complaints from my mother. And we I actually, I will say this. Um, speaking of going back to rehab, this is something we got. We had looked into briefly while my mother was in the hospital about possibly having a companion for her when she got back to assisted living if it was necessary thankfully i don't think it was really necessary yeah but we were talking about the possibility of her going to a skilled nursing after the hospital stay which was something we were trying to avoid we met with a guy from a company that does these companions and 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 home health and things like that i said to him so i says to him i says (laughs) that uh you know 
the physical therapy, the occupational therapy, the speech therapy you get are all very good. And he said, oh, let me stop you right there. The rest of that sentence is, but the rest of it's not very good. I said, yeah, exactly. He said, that's every place. Yeah. Every skilled nursing, you can basically say that. PT, OT, speech therapy, all really good. The care you're getting is sometimes questionable. Well, and actually what was really, I thought, helpful too for us to hear was he wasn't even just talking about like the sniffs and the rehabs. He was even talking about the assisted living facilities. Mm -hmm. He, I think, Steve, you mentioned something about there had been turnover with you know the health in the administration with right with the health health director and yeah some others in the administration and he said yep he said that's just it's like that every single place you go and weirdly i think that made us both feel it better did. i was really worried that so we had been through in, in my mother's two years and three months in an assisted living we've been through one two three executive directors plus a couple of interims four healthcare directors and I, you know, the rest of the stuff I can't even keep track of. Right. And I was starting to think, oh my gosh, is this company terrible? Right. Like what's wrong with it? Why is there so much turnover? Why is this happening? And I think he, he really helped us have a shift in perspective, which I, or, you know, a a bigger picture view, the 20,000 foot view, right? Mm -hmm. Because he's dealing with all of these places all throughout the the metro area where we live. And he said, it's just, it's not unusual. And so it was was weird how it did make us feel a little better. It's not like there's something specifically wrong with this place that we chose for your mom to live in. It's just a hazard of the, yeah, yeah, the industry, I guess. And I expect there to be turnover with CNAs. That didn't shock me at all. Yeah. But yeah, the admin, the administrative positions, it did. And I, I was glad that we talked to him. So we really thank everybody who reached out to us for this episode, who has reached out to us that we've mentioned in other episodes. I know we've talked about a lot of this feedback and we've talked about a lot of other little side things in, in with it, but we really, really appreciate our listeners. Yeah, we do. And uh, I, I have several other people who I know have specifically, a lot of them are coworkers, interestingly, but it's been thanks to my friend, Joe, who keeps referring other people to our podcast, but I've had several of my coworkers who are listening and who are in similar situations. You know, they've stopped by my office to share a story like, Oh, this with my mom, like this was like so funny and this happened, et cetera. And so I've encouraged them. And if you're listening right now, I encourage you, please, please, please call, leave a voicemail or, or send us an email. And if you don't want us to use your name, totally fine. We don't have to use we'll your name. We'll call up with a name and we'll call you quote unquote something. Yes. Well, Steve will call you I quote will. unquote something. I will not feel the need to continue to say quote unquote <laughs> FYI. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode. Once again, thanks to everybody who has emailed, text us, uh, voicemails, whatever else. If you'd like to get in touch with us with a question, a comment, sponsorships are always welcome. Uh, You know, you can just tell us, we've said this before, just, I mean, shoot us a little note saying, how's your mom? How's your dad? How's your uncle? Oh yeah, we'd love to hear, right. Love to hear this. A couple of paragraphs. How are things going? If they're going poorly, going great, whatever it is, funny story. You can email us caregivinggenxstyle at gmail.com. You can also send us a text or leave a voicemail at this number, 804 723 1221. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter. That other name doesn't count for me. Our handle is at Gen X Caregiving. You can also go to Facebook. You can find us there by searching for the name of the podcast. 
All of these details are, of course, in the show notes for every episode. So if you didn't write them down, just go and look at the show notes and they will be right there. We hope to hear from you soon. We hope you'll listen to the next episode in a couple of weeks. Have a great day. Good night, everyone.